I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Train Happy podcast. My name is Tally Rye and this week we're discussing a topic we haven't discussed on the podcast yet. We're talking about drinking, alcohol, whether choosing sobriety, uh, try January, finding moderation with drinking. Um, this is something we haven't discussed, and so I'm thrilled that this week I am joined by founder of Kalenio Drinks, Ellie Webb. Now, this episode came about because I am working with Kalenio Drinks this summer, and I was talking to Ellie, just getting to know her, getting to know about more about how the brand started and everything. And we're just having this great conversation about our relationship with alcohol and and how we feel that just, yeah, society's relationship with alcohol is maybe changing and shifting. Um, And it was a really great chat. So we decided that as part of the partnership, we would do this podcast episode. So I'm really thrilled to be bringing this this discussion to your ears. (laughs) Um, If you want to know more about Kalenia Drinks, I've added a link to their website in the show notes. Um and you can find more about uh yeah well we'll get into it in the chat but you can find more about Kalenio and where you can find your local stockist but before we get into that it is time for this week's train happy trooper of the week so this week's train happy moment comes from listener Louisa and Louisa got in touch via email she says Hi Tally, I wanted to share my train happy moment from yesterday as it was truly joyful. I've been back to commuting semi-regularly and yesterday went from a two-hour meeting to a two-hour train journey. I was tired, achy and not in the mood to move. But it was decent weather, still daylight and so my husband and I decided to take our tandem out for a quick ride. We pootled around local villages nosed at people's rhododendrons, spotted some alpacas and had a great laugh. Lots of fresh air, moving my legs and most importantly having fun meant that in the space of an hour's cycling I felt 100% better and we just dodged the rain. Louisa, I love this. This is one of the most wholesome train happy moments we've had on this podcast. Um, You may win the prize for our most wholesome train happy trooper of the week. I just think it's so great and so important to A, have fun with your movement, but B, the way you did, you know, you got to go with your partner, your husband, to go and do that uh, kind of exercise together, but you made it more of like some fun quality time rather than a really formal exercise thing. Also, a tandem is so cool. Um, I didn't know people really owned tandems. I always thought they're kind of thing with the bike you hired. That's so cool. Um... I really love you sharing that with us. If you have a train happy moment you would like to share with the listeners and become a train happy trooper of the week, you can get in touch via email. You can send in to trainhappypodcast at gmail.com 
or you can direct messages on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast and go follow us over there as well because we're always sharing extra content over on there. Okay, enough from me. Let's get into this week's chat with the lovely Ellie from Kalenio Drinks. Ellie, welcome to the Train Happy Podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. As we were saying, it's slightly hot and sticky because we've got some brilliant sunshine, but I'm not complaining. I can't wait to get out later and just enjoy a bit of, of the sun while we've got it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, and, you know, because of the lovely weather, um, I wanted to do a little bit of ASMR on the podcast because, so for people who don't know you, Ellie, you are the founder of Kalenio, which is yeah. like a non-alcoholic drinks brand. Um, and I've got one of your cans of like your ready mixed drinks. So I thought I would try. Never done this before. Okay. There we go. And that's Maybe me. I'm going to drink that for the rest of our chat. <laughs> You should, you're professional you should do you should do for a living <laughs> so refreshing and honestly on on a hot day so lovely so yeah. we got to chat before um prior to this podcast recording just getting to know each other getting to know more about you how you founded your brand and everything and we ended up just really talking about the whole idea of being sober and how it's becoming increasingly common um you know, in particularly like our generation, like millennial, Gen Z, I'm seeing a lot of people share online that they're choosing to go sober for various reasons. And it's just really, it's just really interesting. So I'm, I wanted to bring that conversation to the podcast today, but I suppose before we get into that kind of stuff, let's like give a bit of a background on you, how you came to found your own brand. I mean, we're the same age and here you are with this amazing drinks brand. It's so cool. So yeah, tell us more about yourself and, and how you got started in in your in your business. Yeah, sure. So um basically back in 2017, um, I was working for a drinks company and uh, they mostly sold alcohol booze. And so Christmas parties and kind of general get togethers just end up being extra boozy, like on, on another level. And so um yeah. January rolled around it was 2017 and I just thought I just need a bit of a detox and there's a little thing called dry January which I hadn't done before and it's becoming a bit of a trend you know take a month off from alcohol just have a bit of a break um and so I decided to do that and it was really interesting because what I found was when I was I still wanted to socialize I still wanted to go out with my friends I didn't want to be the hermit stuck at home and not doing anything but it was interesting because when I went out I normally found myself drinking something I didn't want to be drinking. Like, you know, you know what it's like, you get to the bar and you're like, oh God, what do I drink? So I ended up with a Diet Coke and then another one. And then I was like, I'm not drinking Diet Coke all night. So I, I ordered water. Um, and normally, you know, if I was drinking alcohol, I'd be getting like a gin and tonic. Um, I just wanted something grown up that felt like a and t that I could drink with my friends in the evening still take part in dry January um, I just couldn't find it so that was kind of like the catalyst I guess and then the months that followed I started looking into the industry obviously working in the drinks industry um, I knew all these brands and, and I started looking into it and it just seemed like this massive white space that 
no one was really doing much. And you had the big brewers like the Heineken Zero and Bex Blue. Those were the only things if you went into a bar that you could order. Um, so that's kind of where it started, really. And a um, couple of months later, I uh, decided to take a trip back to Colombia, where my family is from. Like, I absolutely love it there. I took, took my boyfriend and we went traveling around the country. And I think it was there that I really got a lot of inspiration for what is now the name, Caleno, the branding, the ingredients, because what I found when I went there was the cities and towns were so colorful. Literally, you go to places like Cartagena, Medellin. Um, street art is a big thing. And also, they're just paved in color. It's beautiful. And they've also got this amazing abundance of tropical fruit. It's the second uh, most biodiverse country in the world. So it was a great, it was great timing because I was working on this thing. You know what it's like? Oh, I don't know. When you have a business idea. And so I came back and I was like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create Kalenio. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea how to make a non-alcoholic distilled spirit. I knew about spirits, alcoholic ones, but nothing about non-alcoholic spirits. So that that was a start, really. It's Yeah, you're right. There's so much like, yeah, I've definitely been at the bar not wanting to drink. Like, I'm not a big drinker in general. We talk a lot about intuitive eating on this podcast. And I'm one thing I've always been, well, I wasn't always very intuitive with, but have really learned to be in my 20s. Um, is becoming a lot more intuitive with with drinking alcohol because I find that for me I'm generally good after like one or two drinks and I'm not easily I'm not easily peer pressured at all to drink anymore yeah. and I think it has become slightly easier to feel like you're having something a bit nice and fancy that's not necessarily alcoholic because I think when we are feeling pressured to drink so much and I know my partner jack he works in a very boozy industry where alcohol is a, a big part of the work culture in terms of the socializing the networking you know lo- lots of um of that is done at the pub still and yeah. i've worked in the city area in london as well and i've spoken to so many clients I'm like i don't want to drink this much i don't i don't actually like it i don't want to but you feel that there's this peer pressure that you have to so it's nice that there's starting to be this kind of culture of going, okay, no, I don't have to conform to the pressure. Yeah. But also there being an something on offer, you know, as an alternative. Um, how have you found that now you've launched this brand that does specialize in obviously non-alcoholic drinks that feel like you're having a nice drink, like this drink here, it, you know, it's, like a really nice like you said because it's the Colombian influence you've got flavors that feel a bit more tropical like I feel like I'm on holiday but I also know that I'm going to feel okay tomorrow when I have to teach a spin class I'm not going to feel a bit foggy so yeah how have you found I don't know just have you noticed a bit of a culture shift in people a there there being a demand for this but also b that yeah the there's this culture of like people wanting to have these alternatives and yeah and and this kind of shifts in the drinks industry yeah definitely I think you mentioned it earlier peer pressure I think that's a big part of and you know drinking boozing is a big part of British culture and I don't know how many times I would go out you know with my friends and and if you say if you say I'm not drinking you get a barrage of questions like 
why? What's wrong with you? Oh, you're not going to have fun tonight. Um, may as well go home. And it's like some, some of it's in jest, but I think that, that that definitely has an effect. And like you said earlier, you get caught in this kind of trap where you don't, you're drinking when actually you don't really want to be drinking. Um, I think people now, and I think part of it's, you know, dry January and that becoming more normalised. I think it's kind of overarching um, kind of focus on our own health and well-being, particularly accelerated over the pandemic because like well-being is just number one now you know people really really got to grips with I need to look after my health and and I think it's twofold like physical well-being and mental well-being and and alcohol plays into both like if you're drinking excessively night after night or just doing that to excess it's not great for your um mental well-being there's this thing called you know anxiety where everyone gets it you get the fear the next day when you've had too many drinks and it's that anxiety of, of the drinking um, and people don't like that. And, and so I think people are really concentrating on their on their well-being. And so that's what's led to this real increase in in other options like Kaleno, because people don't just want to like I didn't in January. I don't want to just become a hermit and not see anyone. I still want to go out and socialize. I still want to have a nice drink that's not just an orange juice, a J2O or a Diet Coke, you know. I still want to have that grown-up flavour. And that's why when I was creating Colonial, I was adamant that it needed to deliver on taste. You know, we create, you've got our can there, which is like a pre-mixed mm. version, but we've got both our bottles, dark and spicy, light and zesty. One pairs with tonic, the other pairs with like ginger ale and, and soda and lime. Which are all my favourite flavours, just FYI. Ginger, if I, <laughs> I always order anything, if it's got ginger and lime in it, I'm sold. I'm sold, so. Oh yeah. my God, you're, you you love the possibilities are going to be endless this summer. I'm excited. <laughs> right, you can make cocktails with it. You can, you know, the possibilities are endless. And I think people are starting to appreciate that, that when you go out, and it's not just as black and white of as I'm sober or I'm teetotal. There's a lot of people, there's a big rise in, um, I guess a bit like, you know, flexitarianism, veganism. Mm. Like there's a big rise in people going, you know what, I'm not going to actually drink midweek I'll be drinking alcohol for a Friday or Saturday and I'll have a nice cocktail because I'm going out and I, and I think there's a massive rise in that and people kind of just cutting back moderating not completely cutting out there's a bit of both um definitely but um yeah it's super interesting to see actually people having the confidence now to say you know what no I'm not drinking like why are you drinking definitely <laughs> Turn the question back I I want to bring up what you said about the anxiety and the mental health aspect because you know, even right, it's the football's on right now. So there's a lot more attraction to going to a bar, watching a game, just generally drinks with your friends and all that kind of stuff. And Jack, once again, who is the bigger drinker in our relationship, yeah. um, yeah, he through lockdown, obviously, like I said, he 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 works in this culture that, you know, in you know, they they do socialise a lot. A lot of it is like drinks after work and stuff and or lunches yeah. with clients and those sorts of things. And it often involves, you know, a glass of wine or a pint at least. And so it was been, it's been so interesting to see that over the past year, and he would definitely say himself, like, when he doesn't drink, so he's much better at his job. He's much more productive, much more clear-headed. And then since things have opened up again and there's been opportunity to socialise and have drinks and go to the pub again, um, he's been having these, like, Mondays where he's just been completely, like, 
not in the right headspace. He gets really down um, and, and really hard on himself in those days because I think he thinks it's self-inflicted. But also it's like, yeah, it, it, you can you can clearly see that, you know, I know a lot of people have used alcohol to cope with the past year as a way yeah. to kind of, it's been really emotionally tough and there's been so much going on. And so we've been probably leaning heavier on these kind of coping mechanisms. But you're right, I think it can be a bit of a vicious cycle where it, it kind of maybe numbs us for a bit and doesn't actually... Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't you know help us really process and, and and work through those things and so yeah it's been really interesting to kind of observe how someone who has probably drank the least they've drank in their adult life in like the last year start and feeling incredible as a result in terms of just headspace and like clarity like yeah real really clarity of thought I think like Jack's work performance at work he's like just excelled and then it's come to like the last few weeks and with his been drinking again and it's like wow he's he's become like he'll just he's really feeling it it's so interesting to see and I think where we do go through these periods you know we do it does get normal to like have a glass of wine when you get in from work or have those sorts of things and then actually when you do have time without something and you do give it a good length of time you do realize like oh wow like you know, I'm much better when I'm not overdoing it and I'm able to enjoy something occasionally. And then the rest of the time you can, yeah, you, you, you notice the difference in your mental health and your mental well-being, and your mood. The anxiety thing is so real. I've got other friends who have spoken so much about that. Um, yeah. yeah. Have you noticed, I, I presume like you probably naturally made this shift now to like drink less as a whole. Are you noticing the difference in your own mental health? Massively. And I think, you know, especially when you run a business, like that's a lot of pressure and you have to be really careful. And you're right. A lot of people do use alcohol as a coping mechanism, but it's just numbing what you're feeling. Like it's just a numbing agent. It's not actually forcing you to face those emotions head on and deal with them. And so people do use it as a coping mechanism. And it was interesting to see over how things shifted over the different like um, lockdowns over the pandemic. The first one, everyone turned to alcohol and was drinking all the time to cope with it. And then I think the second and the third, people were like, okay, I can't, that's not sustainable. I can't keep drinking every night. And it didn't make me feel um, better. And so we saw a massive, it made me feel better. Yeah, exactly. And woke up the next day feeling a bit crap, a bit down, like you mentioned, this kind of anxiety thing comes into play. So actually people took, started to take the positive choice to drink, continue drinking, but just drinking um, options like Lenyo. You know, there's lots of alcohol-free beers out there too. Just moderating a bit and still having that kind of relaxed moment at the end of the day, but not necessarily going, I'm going to open a bottle because habits are hard to break like we are habitual Mm. creatures habits are hard to break and this is why dry january is interesting because it's such a long length of time for people that it almost you you start to form a new habit and like you were saying you suddenly realize oh actually i don't i don't need to drink alcohol like as often as i was and and you start to realize how much better you feel you know you wake up feeling fresh in the morning you don't have headaches you don't feel um groggy there's so many so many benefits and i think people are kind of really starting to realize that 
yeah like you know I definitely you know going out somewhere I love a, a cocktail or something like that I love that um but I do as a general it's not even a rule that we have at home but we just don't really drink at home um because I mean occasionally we've had yeah like a and t kind of thing but I I just don't ever gravitate towards it and I think that's partly due to growing up my parents didn't drink a lot so I've never it's not been I've not been around it very much until I was a student yeah. where of course if I did drink it was like to get drunk and then I'd go completely yeah. overboard be throwing up all night and then I wouldn't drink for like six months because I felt so awful I think you know how we we're talking before about this idea of being intuitive around around alcohol yeah I think for me it was very much like uh I would literally binge drink and then feel terrible and feel like I'm never doing that again and then it would be six months again and then I'd do it again and I can imagine there are yeah. many students or people early in their 20s who can totally relate to this um and there were many a time I decorated my bedroom with strawberry daiquiri, which was just not good. My white sheets. <laughs> and then I just, I couldn't face, I couldn't face it. And then I've learned to, and I think working in fitness, obviously there's less pressure and less of a culture of a drinking culture. Like there is say working in more of a corporate job. And it's really interesting. Like, you know, Jack and I's experiences are so different in that sense, but really finding yeah. a, a kind of happy medium that, that I actually really enjoy and you know I'll be with people in big boozy groups and stuff and I will have my one or two drinks I often might go oh I have a third and then I'd have two six and then I'm like you know what I'm done and it's actually been really interesting for me I've been taking that level of kind of like knowing myself and and that that intuition that I have around that and thinking okay I can apply this to other areas and we talk a lot about applying that to food and applying that to uh, exercise on on this podcast and it's been really interesting how I've it's a lot easier for me to do it with alcohol but you kind of do do go through those cycles of like overdoing it then completely holding back overdoing it completely holding back and I totally respect that some people do need to be completely sober and I think, you know, if there's an addiction there, then that's really important that that, that is stuck to. Yes. Um, I wonder if there could be also, there's a, a group of people there that could find that happy medium and that there is a way to enjoy a drink without having to get drunk. And, and that was something I definitely learned as a student. What was your student experience like? Was it kind of similar? Yeah. Because we're was... like the same age, aren't we? We're both yeah. 30, so. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was pretty boozy. I was definitely of the age where, you know, you turn up at uni to get drunk and get as drunk as mm-hmm. possible and it's messy. You don't remember stuff the next day. And, and it's, it's so interesting because I look back now on, you know, at the time it was fun. Um, but most of the nights I couldn't remember them. Yeah. And it's like, you've, you've spent all this money, you've um, gone out with your friends, had a great time, but the next day you draw a blank. You're like, what happened I you know especially drinking vodka and things like that um and so you just think well what what was the point um and it's interesting because we did the first year that we launched we actually went um to some of the freshers fairs uh, I think we went to Bristol, Leeds, Manchester, London and we, we rocked 
hooked up with a Kalenya bar and, and like Kalenya samples. And I was like, I really don't know what the reaction is going to be like because, you know, students get this label as being super boozy. Yeah. But they loved it. They loved it. I think there's a lot of pressure around. And don't get me wrong. Some people are there just to, to drink as, and get as drunk as possible. But I definitely noticed a difference. Like if it had been my generation, everyone probably would have gone like non-alcoholic. What the hell? I'm not drinking that but actually there was a really great response and a lot of people came up to us afterwards and were like I'm not a big drinker I'm feeling lots of pressure to drink starting uni and and actually having a drink that feels growing up tastes great and still make them feel part of the social aspect of uni is great because no one wants to sit in their room away from everyone and feel like they have to go home early because they're not drinking so it makes you feel as involved and like you don't have to to miss out on it so it was really really interesting actually even your like bottles of um the kind of Kalenya, I want to say spirit, but it's not a spirit, not alcoholic spirit. Even that bottle and just generally like it looks like it belongs in a bar, it's part of the setup, it's it if you took it to a party, I don't think people would be like, Oh my goodness, you're not drinking, how dare you? It's kind of like, oh no, it looks it looks like it's very much fits in with with everything else. So I, I you're right, I think from that like social pressure perspective and I do think um yeah that obviously we're millennials and then thinking about Gen Z that there is a a lot of shift to be a lot more tolerant and a lot and a you know a lot more understanding of people's individual choices to not drink if they don't want to and I think that's really exciting and and hopeful because I know there'll be so many situations where people have been pressured I think um also with I think there's also the aspect of um girls and women feeling maybe pressure to drink and then that putting them in vulnerable situations as well so that ability to have a bit more control over what you're drinking and it is really great and so it's exciting to see this this kind of shift and you know I I've seen so many posts on social media recently about people going like look I'm gonna go sober and here's why and it does really feel like we are you know millennials of the generation and then the gen z generation are going to be the ones to help us find that balance i think that's what it's all about isn't it really help people to find their balance have you noticed like your customers are more of a certain age or like do you know your like is your demographic generally kind of like millennial gen z age the answer is it's really mixed and i'll tell you why because there are at each end of the spectrum there are different reasons so I think at the millennial Gen Z end, it's more like, I don't want to get snapped like in a bush somewhere because I've drunk too much and, you know, mm-hmm. that end up on it. It's like that kind of fear and, and just not interested in, in drinking loads because it's never really been, been a thing that mm-hmm. you talked about. You know, your parents and you drink loads at home and, and so you're not a big drinker. Like I notice it with, I've got two younger sisters and I definitely notice with their generations, like people are just less and less interested in being super boozy. And then you've got like, the older generation, probably like our parents in the 50s, 60s, who did grow up with like the kind of quite boozy culture. It was okay to go out for a really boozy lunch and, and you know, drinks would work. Um, glass of wine every night, like that's my dad, you know. And um, what we find at that age, like we've got customers at, at that age, we've got customers at, at both ends, but the customers at that age, uh, it's more for health reasons. It's more, I can't drink I can't drink gin anymore my doctor's told me I can't or you know they're worried about their health 
um, and it's not quite got to that stage. But there's just it's different reasons. But like it's the trend spans across all demographics, basically. Yeah, it is interesting that 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 there just is this this shift happening. Um, and as a person who, like I said, is not the biggest drinker in the world, like it makes me quite happy because then there's like that less kind of pressure and feeling like, oh, you're going to feel left out or left behind. No one wants um, to feel like the outsider, yeah. do they? No one wants to feel like that. We all want to feel included. So yeah, I agree. I think it's a really good thing. So what is your favourite way to have Kalenio specifically? Like what's your favourite combo? How do you like to serve it? What's your kind of summer drink tip for everyone listening? Oh my gosh. Um, so at the moment, so we brought out our original flavour was light and zesty, which as I mentioned, pairs with tonic. So actually it's great for summer, um, really refreshing, but because it's our kind of later version that came out late last year, dark and spicy, I'm really enjoying it. And you mentioned ginger ale earlier, mm. I'm really enjoying it over ice topped with ginger ale and then a squeeze of fresh lime. Like it's so good. I have it when I'm cooking dinner or with dinner and it's just, it actually goes really well with food. And I love, I love cooking and I love like barbecuing at the moment. So mm. that's my go-to. I mean, if you're feeling a bit experimental, I did make a cocktail pitcher the other day, which is basically four double shots of dark and spicy topped with pineapple juice, orange juice, um, the juice of a lime, and then lots of tropical fruit kind of cut up and mixed in there and just mix it all up. Ooh, that sounds good. Really nice. So if, you're, if you've got friends over, that's quite a good one to try that's the thing as well it's the kind of thing when if you do have people over and like I'm certainly getting to the age where one of my favorite things to do is to have people over for dinner like I love yeah. cooking yeah. I like I know that I'm really getting out of my 20s now like I love cooking for people getting I love off. hosting like that's so oh I love it so much and yeah providing all the different drinks options and having like a really like interesting non-alcoholic drink and that that feels adult and exciting like making a big picture picture and stuff like that feels really yeah. nice I have to say I've been I mean to be fair I haven't been that adventurous and I, I mean I'm inspired to be more adventurous now but I've just been popping your the ready mix cans in one of my gin goblets with a ton yeah. of ice I often like to put um this is my my top tip is I always use frozen fruit as like a bit of an ice cube because I love oh, cold great. cold cold drinks a bit of an ice cube in there and then it just adds a little hint of of flavor but I feel like I need to get some like I don't know even more like tropical fruits because obviously I most, mostly have berries but I think it'd be really nice with like frozen pineapple or something quite cool like that there, there are no rules there are no rules like you can literally do what, what you like but definitely citrus or tropical garnishes go go amazing well and a tropical um not tropical but the frozen fruit thing is such a good shout like you can if you've got an ice tray you can put bits of frozen um fruit in that if it's not frozen and then freeze it and have like really cool looking ice cubes that's also have you seen the nice very one pinterest ones where they've done like the flowers in there and stuff oh you can do so many things like you, yeah. you can be so so kind of extra. instagram ready <laughs> well you know <laughs> you know um, yeah, there's so back, many back, nice in, back in the day Back in the day, it was like, it was cool to have pictures of, you know, how drunk you were and you were just lying in a bush at the end of the night. And now it's like, you know, you're taking pictures of your non-alcoholic cocktail with beautiful flowers and... <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> like oh, amazing garnish. You're so really right. It'd be like, who could be the most over-the-top, outrageously drunk and like 
laugh at the photos on the Facebook album the next day. And now it's like that perfectly curated picture of the drink with flowers. Like I had a, a G&T the other weekend um, and it had flowers in it and I was just thrilled thrilled like if something comes with like flowers on it whether it's like food you know if you go for brunch and they do like pancakes with them on or something or a drink I'm so sold I love it I'm like, let me give you my money let me give you <laughs> it's the little things in life that make it really you happy is. it really is um right Ellie every person that comes on this podcast I like to ask them their train happy moment and I always say that like this is a moment when you're really listening to your body working with your body to kind of make choices, whether it be around exercise, whether it be around rest. Um, yeah, I just love to know what your most recent train happy moment has been. So my perfect train happy moment is that I've recently moved house and I've taken to just getting out into the beautiful countryside, going for a run with my dog. As the sun is setting, it's just such a beautiful place to be running. And yeah, I just get complete clarity. Um, and for me, that's kind of my my thing at the moment. I love it. Green spaces, a dog, a sunset. It doesn't get much better than that. It me. doesn't. It doesn't. I'm just like, oh, I'm blissfully happy now. <laughs> I know. When we we um, moved like in with our kind of um, in-laws earlier this year and they have a little dog and they ha they live near like a big green space. And it was just so nice to get outside yeah. and you kind of oh you really take it for granted obviously we live in a city now so we don't get that but it really is amazing yeah I bet like honestly just making that like those little changes sometimes can make mm -hmm. such a difference you don't even realize it as well oh my god what totally right Ellie this has been such a pleasure to chat with you and I'm so glad we've kind of brought this discussion to the podcast hey. because it is something that I think we don't talk about enough when it comes to like our health and well-being and like like you say like our mental health especially so for those of people who are interested in Kalenio and finding um yeah trying some of these cocktails um and and trying some of these different mix of versions then where can people get Kalenio and where can people support you so you can go to kalenyodrinks.com. We sell our entire range there. We're also on Amazon and you can find us in Sainsbury's. So those are kind of the three main places. Yes. And I am working with Kalenyo um, this summer as well. So I would definitely be posting about it online. So if you follow me on Tally Rye, you can find out all about it there. And I'm definitely going to be coming up with some amazing drinks versions now for people because um, I'm inspired. <laughs> amazing. I love it. I can't wait to see them. Thank you so much. It's been so nice to chat and uh, yeah, good luck with your with your move. Thanks, Hallie. It was great speaking to you. Thanks for having me. And that is it for this week's episode of the Train Happy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took something away from this episode. And if you did, please let me know by sending feedback. You can find us on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast. Or even better, it would be amazing if you could rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you're listening, as it really, really helps to support and boost the train happy message. And remember, if you have had a recent moment where this stuff has just started clicking for you, then share your story with us via email, trainhappypodcast at gmail.com to become the train happy trooper of the week. And if you have a burning question you would like me to answer, then please send those in too. And it may be answered in our bonus Q&A episodes. Once again, thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.